Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beaten Track Podcast. I'm your host, Stu Whiffin. Hope you're doing well. It's another week. It's another episode. And I've got a good one for you. It's... Uh, today's guest is someone that you may not be familiar with, um, unless you're from Essex. And when I initially set these podcasts up, if you remember, I was going to sort of do a series on just Essex. But after the seven episodes, which I presume will be just the first series, it just got really lovely response from you lot. So I've just continued to roll it out and opened it up to, I say the UK or worldwide, whoever, so it doesn't matter where you're from, so you've probably worked that out by now anyway, because we're on episode 20-something. However, when I did mention that I was going to do this uh, first series on Essex, everybody was contacting me saying, you've got to have Mark Watson. So I'll give you a quick brief insight into who Mark is. Mark was a successful musician, and then set up a rehearsal room and a recording studio, and a record label, and a management company, and he's just the glue for a massive part of the Essex music scene. Everybody knows him, and everybody loves him. Um, so I won't say too much more, but um, you know, because I don't want to give too much away, because Mark Mark has no problem telling the story. So um, I'm gonna just do me thank you to Distraction Pieces Network, to 76 and Brad Acton for video and artwork. Um, big thanks to 76 for producing this. Head over to the Patreon account if you want to get a weekly radio show, minimum of one a week, uh, sometimes more. Information about free tickets to live shows and so much more. So that's patreon.com forward slash off the beaten track. Go and have a little look over there. But let's get on with it. Today's guest is Mr. Mark Watts. Enjoy. Before we get on with the podcast, I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year, and they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music, and they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable, and water-based inks. And in addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. 
I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk official sponsors of Off The Beat and Track podcast. Let's get back to that podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whiffin. Right, we are recording. Welcome to Off The Beat and Track podcast with me, Stu Whiffin. And my guest today is Mr. Mark Watts. Morning. You right? Yeah, mate. Nice. Good, 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 good. We've been talking about doing this for ages, but as with anyone that I've had on here, other guests, because you, you, you're probably familiar with most most of the previous guests or have um, worked with them or have um, chatted to them, whenever I mention having you on, a lot of people was always say, you try to keep it to an hour or, or, or a push, a two-parter. You are aware that if you have Mark on, it's going to be a four-parter. Uh, <laughs> But what's good is you're in a rush today. I oh, know I can't believe. I it. know I would have been here till about. <laughs> well, I was going to order some dinner, take away. So I was I thought, in for the night. The McGregor fights on. We was in. <laughs> so I thought, right, perfect. This is the perfect time to do it. I can't believe because it. Uh, we're going to keep it to the hour. So um, we're not. Before we start, so Mark, I've known you for what 10, 11 years now got to be easy and so I met you because you own the White Room Studios and we've had to a certain degree similar sort of lives we were both in bands and uh, and have both managed bands and me and you managed a band together Um, you set up your little label um, and we both managed James Buckley's DJing career and and tag team we, we, we would tag team uh, the, the driving, so uh, one night I'd drive him to wherever, and, uh, and well, I'd drive him anywhere, but uh, no, I'd, I'd rather fly, if there was an opportunity for a flight, I know that I was always one to go, yeah, we'll have a flight, yeah, yeah. but you was like, no, no, it's all right, I'll just drive, Love and then the minute he'd finish his DJ set, where I would obviously just think, well, I'll just go back to the hotel and get some sleep, you'd be like, ah, fuck it, let's have it, <laughs> drive all the way back, <laughs> nice 18 hour round trip. Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> he was texting me throughout the duration of that, just going, I'm never getting in a car with him again. I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> that was about 14 hour round trip. And, and, the only and you got stuck hour. in traffic on the way up there. Mate, and the way back. We got diverted. It was amazing. I was doing, I was doing um, voluntary, volunteering, I do voluntary things like for crisis at Christmas yeah. and all that. And uh, I was going, well, can't let him down. You know, it was like one of them like, I just said, I've got to get back, man. So I literally went from there and then done a eight-hour shift in Omerton. 
<laughs> it was well funny. The well, thing is, that night we had blinding. They give us a big suite each. Like, it, it was massive. It was bigger than me flat at the time. Yeah. And it was just like, and he was going, this is well nice. And I was going, yeah. I was like, I forgot to mention. He's always that. I was like, I've got to go back tonight. He's like, yeah, he weren't at me. Yeah, funny, man. He, no, he's good stuff. So, um, Death of Guitar Pop, um, their formal, they've, they recorded and rehearsed down at your place, and obviously they've been um, guests on previous podcasts. And um, Andy from Dodgy, um, who you introduced me to, he, he rehearses yeah. and uh, down your place. Definitely talk, but they actually they rehearse at mine, but they record with Mitch from the. Oh, of course they do. Of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. Talented yeah. um, fella, if you want to do a bit of recording. Exactly. Mitch has, has been a. I'm sure I'm, I'll, I'll get Mitch on here at some point. Obviously, a couple of times the milk have been on. Hardcore listing, so it, it seems a, a pretty uh, no-brainer that we'll get them on here. Right, so let's crack on with your playlist for today, mate. Um, so track one, the song with the greatest intro ever. Now, with with this whole list, it probably took me about ten hours. Right. To actually, because it's impossible for me. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm just a music nutter and. It was full long, and I could have done this in every genre. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, one yeah. Of them, and I think I said, to him, I was like, mate, I'm going to well struggle. Um, but I've got to go back to one that just always it just hits me between the eyes every time. Just a, you know, spine tingle. It's amazing. It's, uh, it's got to be Gimme Shower by the Rolling Stones. Just yeah, I just every, it's, without fail. Like I say, I could have done this. I could have picked five, six songs in each genre at least. Do you know what I mean? There's loads. But that one is just one that always comes back to me, and I'm just like, you know what? It's weird, isn't it? Because it's not, um, it's not an abrupt starter like, for instance, Painted Black, Jack Flash, yeah, Satisfaction. Yeah, it's straight in. It's, it's just got that. Oh, mate, it's just it blows my mind yeah. every time. But like, I get goosebumps yeah. every time I hear it. I mean, I read um, Keith Richards' uh, autobiography. Yeah. And it was saying about how he wrote it, and like it, it was just, and that even just, even having that little image with him writing yeah. in his in some flat somewhere, which I mean, I think it was like West London. It was raining. It was like getting, and you just think, mate, you know. But then when you hear it all come together, like just everything, it's just the vocal, the whole song though for me is, is one of my favourite songs ever. Is it a good read that Keith Richards book? So yeah. I read, um, yeah, it's amazing. Ronnie Woods, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, you meant to your phone off while you do it. Yeah, oh, we saw it. Might as well, don't worry about it. So, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, it's wicked. The geezer's just a legend, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just amazing. He's he's a, yeah, he's a bit of a bit of a wild child, his old. Have you seen him? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I've seen him at Wembley Stadium. I can't remember the tour, but that's some massive, great big. He looked like a snake. And it was was like that Voodoo Land? Might have been, you know. And it was like fired out flames across. It was mad, just to, that energy for that amount of time after that many years yeah. to come out and just execute a show with such conviction. It's just like, do you know what? It's mad. Like, I went to see him, I reckon, 10, 11 years ago. Um, and it was like, and it was, I'll tell you how long ago it was because it was meant to have been at Wembley, but Wembley weren't finished, like Twickenham. New Wembley. So it was at Twickenham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was them. Charlottes, love Charlottes, man. And they could have had. I could have had. Boston Green was going to be one of my. Oh champions. really? Yeah, mate. It's just yeah. That was one of my. Yeah, unbelievable. And I remember thinking better go and see the Stones because 
probably going to be the last time we get to see them. And like, <laughs> that was 20 years ago. <laughs> four months ago, they're still pulling it out of the bag. And the thing is, right, I mean, it is weird because for me with the Stones, it's like, I'm not a big fan of albums, yeah, but yeah. the best of the Stones. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's no fat on that, Hot right? Hot rocks, innit? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember, like, it just... It's really weird because I've seen so many of my favourite bands and stuff, as I'm sure you have, but, like, there was something different. When the lights went down and it lit up Keith playing the opening bars of Jack Flash, it's stupid because he is just a human being and he is just another musician, but it's Keith fucking Richards. Do you know what I mean? It's the yeah, Rolling yeah, Stones, yeah, 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 and it's, yeah. like, it's different level. Do you yes, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm, I don't mean that different level musically. I mean, just different level of... Rock enormity, yeah, it's you know, public figure, whatever you want to. They've done it. They've, they've, you know, yeah. they've written a book, and you know, you've seen so much about him for so long. When you actually stand there thinking, that's actually him playing that song right there. Yeah, it front, was. Yeah. It was fucking even amazing. Though, even though he was two millimeters. Yeah, away yeah. Now, do you know what we lucked <laughs> no, out? And at that at that gig as well, it was one where. Um, they had a thing in the middle of the, the stage and it come all the way and through and it went right right through the yeah, stadium and back yeah, again yeah, and I remember yeah. they played I think it was Sympathy for the Devil and there was fire at that as yeah. well again amazing yeah Droves. yeah I mean I've heard that in clubs do you know yeah. what I mean like playing house music and yeah. then drop that oh mate or whatever and it was just like everyone in the place yeah just goes off but that's just pure groove isn't it Yes, yeah, just yes, yeah, unbelievable. Old Charlie on the skins, isn't it? Yeah, Moving yeah. Up. I love it. He just look makes me laugh when he plays. He just look, he looks like yeah. he's just not even. Well, he just looks like he's not even trying. Doesn't he? He, just I mean, he's like so a, he just looks so chill. Looks like a jazz drummer, yeah, doesn't he? Just sitting there going, "Yeah, man, what am yeah. I doing here?" Have <laughs> speaking of jazz drummers, have you seen Whiplash? Not yet. Nah. No. Oh, good, mate, it? you need to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, we? oh, we'll get on to you as a drummer as we work our way through this podcast. Oh, that's but, uh, <laughs> but I'm telling you, mate, watch Whiplash. Yeah. Oh, there's a I'm drummer not... at the minute who I follow on Instagram called Nate Smith. He's this incredible man. Groove is just a joke, mate. He's just unbelievable. Do you been watching the Can You Feel It documentaries on BBC Three? No. About the evolution of dance music. No. They didn't the, even know it existed, man. I'll have a look at that. Yeah. So uh, part three was on last night, which is not going to make a lot of sense when this comes out. Cause you know, it's, this this is obviously going to come out a few weeks from now. But um, Mark Moore's on there. It's all about Oakenfold and and Studio yeah. Fifty Four and then the Warehouse and and it's all about Derek May and it's absolutely Ridiculous. fantastic but they had the drummer on there that was the in-house drummer at whatever studio it was that played the first four to the floor oh right yeah, yeah and he said on. and you've got him playing it and then he just drops the hat in and you just think oh mate and then he went and so the first track that he played that beat on as he's playing he's going the love I lost was a sweet love and you just think I love Sonia who covered that someone covered it didn't they it was like was it Sonia? I don't know, man. It was might have been Big Fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favourite. Well, we get on a Big Fun because I know they're one of your choices yeah. later on. <laughs> uh, um, so, as a as a uh, and you know, you've produced music as as and and, and, and wrote music, and you you know you, you you've DJed as well. You ticked all the boxes, mate. So intro, because I know that when you you do a lot of sort of artist liaison, where you'll find something, you'll nurture it, and then you'll push it onto you know people that you know in labels yeah, and, and yeah, stuff yeah, like that definitely. and I know that you know what a lot of musicians come to you for is to kind of trim the fat off 
And, yeah, yeah. And, and so just it, try and get to the nitty gritty yeah. of, of the song. And the thing is now, everything. I mean, it's gone from sort of a three and a half minute. I mean, even now, like some of the songs you listen to, like labels and the singles, they're looking for like two minutes forty. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like what you know. But it, what I think what you're trying to what you normally get with some bands is that if there's five musicians, they all want to play at the same time, yeah. and you know. And I, I kind of go. I always I normally use Nirvana. I know they're only a three piece, but. You just think sometimes just listen to it. It could be just a drum and a bass. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, it's almost like oh, there's five of us. We've all got a guitar or you know yeah. an instrument, and we've got to play all the time. And it's like, nah, just listen, man. You know yeah. what I mean? People they they hear music, they don't listen to it. Do you know what I mean? And when, once you start actually listening, break it down, and go, do you know what? And all of a sudden, like you know, people are normally blaring out all five instruments going in the verse. Comes to the chorus, there's no payoff. Do you know what I mean? So it's like. Just silly little things. I think Nirvana, Nirvana nailed that, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just drop it out and yeah. give it plenty of space, let it all breathe, and then... Once, it, and then, once the chorus hits, and you've got the Butch, dynamic there to smash it, like... Butch he described them choruses as, like, being in a house that's just collapsed on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It is, though, isn't it? Yeah. But it's really funny. There's some little, little subtle principles, you know, and you think, come, you know, if people just was... I know, like, it's like... Radio had to write Iron Dry, didn't they, before they done say like pyramid song yeah yeah do you know what I mean so you've got, when, you, when you're Pink Floyd do what you like yeah but to try and get to that level first of yeah. all you've got to kind of go with a radio edit a little bit yeah. do you know what I mean I'm not trying to be a fun sponge and a creative soul yeah. do you know what I mean but it's just like you've got to, you've got to, there's certain little principles that can get your band to that stage and then once you're selling out you know major venues and you've got to making money from it yeah You've got the, you've got the label backing and the financial elements. Unfortunately, in this day and age, is what you need to do oh. something more left field. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. It comes down to money at the end of the day. But to bring it, that full circle back to, to to your track one, so when you know labels are trying to pull it down to to you know two minutes thirty for a track, <laughs> and and in in a, you know where where labels are now looking at how many shazams a track gets before oh, yeah. i mean it's yeah. i mean it's dark though i don't like it but yeah. so how important is that intro what on that track that no 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 no, no. in general track. yeah um, i mean give me shelter as much as it's good you know in this day and age that never got on the radio for a million years yeah. yeah you know i listen to a radio station called the arrow on the digital well, i listen to loads of different stuff but if i want to listen to you know, some real good music. It's amazing, mainly guitar-based. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, the, I think, I don't know what it is now. I'm out of touch with it, but it's the first so many seconds. It's like, they reckon that if you ain't... Seven, I think it is. Got them in by yeah. then, it's like, click, yeah. next, board. It's like, come on, man. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's no investment in, yeah. in music anymore, I don't think. You know, obviously there is, but what I mean, like... It's, this day and age, it's so quick. I mean, you must remember, like, I can remember queuing up or waiting for an album to come out. Yeah. And you'd be literally like, oh, my God, do you know what I mean? I've got to get this tune. Yeah. Because there's nowhere else to buy it. I mean, I can remember going up and getting a Free Feet, oh, I'm Rising. Yeah. Just That's waiting right. for it to come out. On, on cassette, by yeah. the way. Don't think I heard a CD player. Yep. And it was like, I don't know if CDs were happening, but it was like, Mate, couldn't wait to get home. Yeah. Rinsed it. Literally yeah. played it over and over and over and over yeah. and over for about four hours. Yeah. Read the inlay. Oh, what an inlay though. Mate, do you know what I mean? It was just like, it was just, and, and that, that I feel, I don't mean it's patronising, but I feel sorry for the kids sort of for, for today because 
that everything's just you can just get it. So it's, it's almost like you don't appreciate it as much because it's almost become so disposable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like back in the day, I can remember going right. Well, like I grew up at the Cherry Tree in Rainham in in Essex, and. Uh, like I can remember getting on the bus, waiting for the bus. You know what I mean? It was like this album was dropping. Yeah. And it was like, mate, you know what I mean? It was a big, it was the whole journey yeah. of, oh, I'm going to get the album tomorrow. And it was like, and even the journey home on the bus, yeah. wait, itching to get in to put it on and yeah. just crank it. Now, it's like, oh, what's that soon, Stu? Oh, right, bang. Within five seconds, I've got it's it. There. Yeah. So you've almost lost, like, part of the build up of the journey of getting that particular record album yeah. whatever was all part of it it's, you know it's weird Mark because this has been like a, a theme that's run for a lot of these episodes where yeah. especially when I'm speaking to people most of my guests are probably late 20s early 30s 40s yeah um, and pretty much a lot of them have been you know established musicians you know and and they all sort of share that opinion and, and as do I um, but I wonder anyone under 25 obviously they know no different you know do they do you think they're just looking at it that they're blessed that they've got complete access to anything but do you you know I think the, the kickback on that is that everybody's exposed to everything so I think it sort of hinders them kind of you've savouring the moment and, no, and then like, youth cultures they're little groups like oh they're the indie kids they're the rockers oh yeah, yeah yeah you know it's like nowadays it's their top shop they all look like someone from a <laughs> yeah, top shop window yeah 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 but you know and I also I'm constantly remind myself look I'm 45 you know should I be aware that there's something going on that 18 year olds are into maybe I shouldn't like yeah. may, maybe there's something exciting going on that I don't know about you yeah, know yeah 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 and so it is weird he's a real you know double edged sword the the I think you do get these real underground pockets of, of yeah. things, but but like you say, but and I th- and I think the music industry itself has created that monster as well. Oh yeah, you definitely. Know? And 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 now I think they're thinking, oh fuck, now what? Like we, we've we've shot ourselves here, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. Uh, all right. Track two, Mark Watts. The first song that you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. It was round. My nan and granddad's, um, and my uncle had some records left round there, and uh, I was having a little flick through. How old was you? Seriously, I'm not lying to you. I think I must be about four. Right. <laughs> if that, seriously, yeah. like yeah. it's not even. A, I can't, it might have been. It might have even been younger than that. Um, and I can remember flicking through, like no, no, like you think, oh, like, how can he be free? Like yeah. sorting out his crates. But it was literally one name. I knew how to put music on, and I picked up this album. I don't even think I could read the sleeve. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just put it on, bang, put the vinyl on. You're like you, you're one in ones back in the day where you pushed the button and it was all automatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, funny. And um, it turns out it was No More Heroes by the Stranglers. And I was just addicted to it, mate. Yeah. It was just like the energy, the power. It was like it's got urgency, isn't it? Mate, it was just unbelievable. I just, it, I can honestly, that's the earliest memory that I've got of, uh, uh, you know, where I put on a tune or whatever. It might have even been, might have even been playing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But and I've gone bang, do it again. I can't really remember. But my nan and granddad in their living room they had like, I don't remember like the old school bars, like the wooden ones. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And uh, behind that, they had a. Like, uh, like what Del Boy had. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, basically, like that. That was all the rage. And uh, 
yeah so and behind what it was and behind there they had like a little cupboard which was actually under the stairs but the stairs was in the next room and it was like and in there they had the stereo and it was just and i can just remember it clear as day and just putting on this tune and thinking oh my god what is this do you know what i mean it was like like a little nut do you know what i mean it was almost like running around like nutter but the thing is as well like at that age you're only really exposed to I guess if you've got the radio on or, the, or top of the pop like mainly pop music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, especially like your, your ears are only receptive, to, I guess, at that that early, early age to, you know, them, them tailor-made squeaky pop songs that yeah. are, you know, which uh, we will get to with your uh, first record you bought. <laughs> but, um, but I think it's brilliant when you hear something that doesn't sound like everything else that's got a weird dark and, and and you know i could say it for golden brown i remember here uh, mine was ghost town by the specials yeah, yeah, and no. i remember being at a holiday camp in lowestoft near yarmouth when yeah. i was a kid it was five p to put a track in the jukebox on the yeah. jukebox i mum and dad gave me 10 p and uh yeah, you know, and uh Baller. and i put <laughs> and i put on relax because i'd never heard it right yeah, and i wanted yeah. to hear what it was all about yeah still didn't understand why they banned it then i was like it just sounds like a couple of fellas having a good time. Like, what's the problem? Like, um, they're just saying, relax. Yeah, chill and, uh, and And I remember hearing that and thinking, well, oh, I don't really get what's, what's bad about that. And then I put Ghost Town on. Ghost Town sounded... I think because it was called Ghost Town, yeah, 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 it yeah. made me think it was a bit creepy. But it's a Scooby-Doo. But yeah, yeah. And Ghost Trains and things like that. But it's eerie yeah and yeah, it didn't yeah. sound like everything else that i was hearing and yeah. and, and i think it just it's turns your head on the side yeah like, yeah wow. definitely and like and i think that's really good them moments and and to, to you know to right the way through you know it still goes on you know I'm, i remember the first time i had fool's gold just thinking why the fuck's yeah, this man, like this don't sound like anything no. else like even when it had been out for ages and then run dmc sampled it yeah what's it all about it was like even then, it was it was like the same thing. Yeah. Like just with him rapping over it. Yeah. I was like, it was almost like he'd been re. Uh, yeah. Never heard it before. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just a different. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Because it's got everything you love about funk and soul, and it's got the best break. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. But it sounds from out of space and eerie and yeah. weird, and the vocals are haunting. It's like, what is it? And then when you saw the, the video that made you and yeah, they're walking through the more, desert and yeah, whatever yeah. you just think what's going on and like they've done some tunes they? They yeah I think they've done some drugs as well like, <laughs> I was lucky enough funny enough to uh, see them at Cliff Pavilion in South End uh, pal of mine well you you know Steve Quaddock Ocean yep. Colour Scene um, Paul Weller guitar hero absolute legend but he um, Steve's plays guitar with them now he was like Bang, well, that was like Mark. Sorry, I was thinking, message. when did the Stone Roses play Cliff? You're talking about specials, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was thinking, fuck me, Craddock's got the Roses <laughs> gig. Yeah, yeah. Squire's <laughs> out, mate. Squire's <laughs> out. Steve's in. No, no, I'm on the. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, well, I was meant to have gone, wasn't I? Mate, listen, he shouted just up and said, look, we're playing it tonight. If you and Jenny want to come down, got a couple of tickets. Mate, it was unbelievable. It was, at, it, honestly, it was class. Neville Staples not in it no more. I that's, think that's right. More yeah. I think that might be a bit of a health thing. I'm not really sure. I don't know what the crack was with the guitarist, but yeah, so Steve. I mean, the geezer's just an animal yeah. on the guitar. But he's actually one of my favourite guitarists. And actually, one of their songs, I could have put a couple of their songs in there. Ocean yeah. Palace. I'm a massive fan. But um, but yeah, it was well funny. Like um, 
but yeah, I had the luxury of going to see him. It was just incredible. Yeah. Even now, and it, like timeless. You know, every tune was just like fresh. Am I right in thinking Gary Powell's a drummer now as well, wasn't he? Is he? Yeah. Is he? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Gary's a drummer in the spec. Oh, Gary from Libertines. Top man. So, he is, isn't he? Fella. Right. Yeah, lovely, lovely guy. Uh, uh, I've been literally on his back for so long about coming on here. And he's, every time I see he's in like Australia with the specials or Libertines, obviously. Know that. Play, yeah. It's mad. I know the Libertines are doing, yeah. doing bits again, but. Uh, yeah, he's in specials. Yeah, he's, he's a no, he's a ledge, mate. But yeah, that Stranglers, no more heroes, mate. Brilliant. Absolute tune. Well, I normally ask guests was their music on at home around that time, but you've explained already that you was under your nan's staircase. Oh uh, no, I bought the thing. Yeah, yeah, under my nan's staircase. No, it was. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, I was lucky. My old man was banging to Zeppelin, right? Sabbath, uh, Rory Gallagher, yeah, all the guitar-y stuff. Do you know what I mean? Floyd, yeah, Pink Floyd bit young for me really at the time I think it flew to a bit later like one of my favourite bands um, and then my mum was massively into Motown yeah so I was like that's I was a great like, cross section there then isn't it like the best of it all do you know what I mean it was like incredible and then um, and even, even from there like from my mum and dad's music I, that's, I first found Sugar Hill Gang Rapper's Delight yep. I know it's um, you know a bit of a commercially shout but um you know, I'm a massive hip hop fan, so you know, even from that, it kind of it was like, oh, oh what's this tune? Do you know what yeah. I mean? But we'll we'll come back to that. Sort okay. Of thing a bit later. So for track three, um, yeah. I ask you what the song is that reminds you of your time at school. And looking at your song choice, it's secondary school, I imagine, because we're oh yeah yeah quite yeah similar in age. Yeah. There was a few here. There was a few again. A you few. You can get some honourable mentions in, mate. Yeah, no, there's a few, but for me. I can't put, I mean, the whole album, yeah. do you know what I mean? But, uh, so a soul, man. It's, yeah. um, keep on moving. It's just, just unbelievable. Karen Wheeler vocal, Jazzy B. It was just, I'm sure it's Karen Wheeler. It is, vocals, it is, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's just, it, I don't know what the word is. It, it's really it? weird, like, because, like, I mean, I, I reckon I was 15 when that came out, yeah. maybe 14. <clears throat> and when I tell people, I don't know if it was just the, because we're Essex boys, I don't know if it was just an Essex thing, right. but you could not escape that Jazzy B, Soul to Soul beat. Right. It was in nah, every car, sample. every pub, every yeah. club. Like, everywhere you went, you heard that break. That break. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and it's, I mean, obviously... It, Blew up in the states because it's it's just sound system music, and it? it yeah, sounds it's incredible. <clears throat> the whole album, you know, any youngins out there that don't know so so, yeah. check them out. Do you know what I mean? It's just <clears throat> excuse me. It's just at the time it was again it was fresh. It just ticked all the boxes. Do you know what I mean? It was around the, sort of the acid hour scene was yeah. sort of popping off. I was massively into that, even though again I was young, yeah, you know, very young. Do you know what I mean? But you used to listen to Sunrise, Center yeah. Falls, and all that, and. Um, it just it was one in thing it slotted into that groove but it's a bit of a damn tempo it's of brilliant that. it's just incredible it, it, it's I, I think that you know I've, I've mentioned this on previous podcasts just how lucky to have been listening to music around the sort of like late 80s and early 90s because as much as you know we, we, we've both generally spent the last however many years working in sort of areas of guitar music Hello, I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry, it won't take a sec. All I want to say is, 
the songs that we're talking about in this podcast, if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and search Off The Beat and Track Podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these. If you can't find it on there, I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up and get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. Dance music in all forms at that point was so exciting. You know, house music was, 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 you know, exploding. Acid House was there. Hip-hop was like, you know, you've got Dalio at this point. You've got NWA. You've got Public Enemy still putting out incredible music. We've seen them a couple. We've seen Public Enemy. Yeah, yeah, we went. I went up the front, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And and, and I think Soul to Soul were, they just, I think they were just the perfect after party, weren't they? It was just a lazy groove, but it was, it was, ticked all the boxes. Yeah, it really did. It was was a great hybrid. um, And Karen Wheeler's voice, he's, ridiculous oh, amazing absolutely amazing but again at the time it was so fresh I mean because you had Mash didn't you yep uh, what was that on Oxford Street so Mash was <coughs> Mash was a clothes shop in Oxford yeah. Street and we had the Salt of Soul shop in uh, Camden as well yeah that's it yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and or oh, was it Kensington yeah it was was it West Kensington I'm not sure but Salt of Soul had their own shop because they had the funky dread t-shirts yeah, that's it and, and it was like it become almost a, a complete fashion culture There's a, there was a really good documentary on um, BBC 4 or uh, 3 about Jazzy B and, yeah. and, the, and Soul of Soul and Harry started off selling bric-a-brac on Camden Market oh, really and then developed it into selling music yeah. and like and then built the brand up then got the t-shirts and had the, the guy that designed the funky dread yeah. like and just built it right the way up and he was saying about his parties and things like that and he was saying that what they would do is his mate was practicing law and so when the old bill used to turn up at some of the um parties yeah. in the uh arches <clears throat> he'd bamboozle them with like legal stuff <laughs> judge jules no way oh really and that's how he Mental. got the name and, uh, yeah, and, it, and it was it's was, it was fascinating and, it, and it's it was one of them documentaries that when it finished it was like inspiring no yeah, and then you yeah. think oh, I want to go and do well, shit that's it I'm like, good you know, way to yeah it, it, was. <laughs> it was it was absolutely fantastic so you said that you grew up Cherry Tree Raynham where did you go to school I went to a school called Britain's in okay. uh, Fold Lane in Raynham um, mate so Raynham's kind of uh, what sort of uh, 15 minutes outside of London yeah, 20 minutes outside of London a Lon- it's, in, it's in the London Borough of Avering yeah. so it's a bit of a mad one you're in the London Borough and then I drive up the road 10 minutes and it says welcome to Essex yeah. so I don't know where I'm from do you know yeah. what I mean it's one of them but <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people from East London moved out sort of like that way so you enjoyed school loved it it was hilarious mate I've, I've still got a lot of all my pals from school um, it's quite mad you know like bumming it's like oh, who did you see from school did you see anyone anyway? I go and like Oh, yeah, and I've read off about 30 yeah. people, it's funny. But it's, uh, yeah, no, school, I loved it. I was fortunate enough to have a, an amazing group of mates. Do you know what I mean? We're still pals to this day. And, um, yeah, we, it was it was a right laugh, do you know what I mean? It was done, you know, it was it was, it was was like a grain jewel. There, yeah. was, there weren't no malicious, you know, do you know what I mean? There weren't no malicious sort of stuff. It was just yeah. more Bash Street kids funny. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was just every day was like being in a comedy show or something. Yeah. It was it was amazing, yeah. But um yeah, so, yeah mate. What 
What memories does does Salt of Soul evoke at that point? Like for me initially, it just reminds me of parties. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at that time, I, I don't know if it was. I think it might have been thirteenth. You know, like you say, oh, it's your thirteenth. Yeah. You have a rustle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like. Um, I don't know if it was that, but it was just almost seemed to be the soundtrack. Yeah, definitely. And because the the quality of that album and that music and the longevity of yeah. it, do you know what I mean? Like the way it's just, you could play it now and it just yeah. sounds like you've just dropped something yeah. fresh. But um, it just, yeah, it's just sort of put, it's, it might, when, when something comes up, like I've got a vision of the album's leave, yeah. parties, and it was always a bit of a summery vibe. Definitely. Just reminds me of very good times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, really, you know, good fun. So, you know, in the area that, that you know, we, we grow up in, man, you know, both here and you know, Raynham sort of five minutes from here, um, it's a mixed bag of people, right? It's a bit rough in places and it's like, you know, it, creativity isn't probably when we was growing up, not always, you know, encouraged and mm. seen as something that, you know, a, a lot of it is where you either go and become a mechanic or whatever, or you get yourself <laughs> up the city and get a job. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah absolutely, yeah. Um, did you feel a sort of a connection to, you know, what, was you already, obviously, you, you know, there's, there was a love of music going on. Had you already started playing the drums? Had you... No, I got into that really late. Okay. Like, what, what, <clears throat> what initially happened, um, I was always into the, like, acid house, rave yeah. music and that. Like, so I was only young, but it just... Just loved it. Me and my mate used to, uh, my mate Wolfie, he still DJs now. Yeah. But um, we would, um, we would go to, um, I worked down on for market. Uh-huh. So it was, uh, like, getting back to a lot of things. So we'd go run for market, set the stall up, whatever, do what you're doing. Then we had a car washing round. And we used to carry a little stereo round with us. So while we were doing our car wash, like do the car, and then we'd go back and do the, Put the stall away. Yeah, it was great. It was brilliant. Every week, I nicked a few bob. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Anyway, it was dope. I worked was on Grace Market selling moon boots. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> Grace Market selling moon boots. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it was like, and we, we always used to listen to Sunrise, radio, Pirate Radio Station. Yeah. And it was all that. And Pirate Radio was, you mentioned earlier, Sunrise and, and, and Centre Force. Yeah. Like Pirate Radio was huge. <clears throat> and massive in Essex. Fantasy <clears throat> Radio was another banger. That was like amazing. Um, and I just got right into that scene quite early I mean before that I was always into uh, like the Electros when they first yeah. come out um, Electros were compilation albums compilation they? albums yeah I mean, like, again sort of you, you hear so many samples that have come yeah. from them um, the street sounds mm-hmm. uh, collection but you know I was banging to break dancing again believe it or not I was almost like about three years behind like too young on all of it yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. it was almost like but I was always into it you yeah. know I had a big bit of lino you said about Relax earlier there was a, a compilation album it might be like now two or something yeah. and as Frank he, uh, Frank goes to Hollywood Relax ended he went into Break Machine next brilliant so I, I used to have to keep rewinding it <laughs> and I'd always go Relax or whatever it ended did, yeah. did, 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 and it was like <clears throat> I'll just get the end of that song and then it's kicking you know what I mean I said this to um when I was chatting to Mark Moore, I said, I've still got that thing that I, when, when we speak about, and as we mentioned earlier, uh, Spotify and, and, and how people digest music now. Um, I have this thing like where, and I said to Mark, some songs are so etched in my head on certain mixtapes <laughs> or compilation albums <laughs> yeah. that when it finishes, you wait for the next tune. I know in. what's coming, yeah, and you know when it ain't, next. I'm lying on a minute. Like, like, that's yeah, meant to be yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's like if ever I heard. 
that tune, yeah. if it ends, I'm waiting for the whistles. <laughs> you know what I mean? To come in, I'll start doing crazy legs. <laughs> Get me lying on that. Well, funny, because and at the time of then, like, so even before that, it was Mike Allen, Electro Hour, yeah. Capital. Yeah. And he used to play all your Roxanne Chantes and yeah. Marley Miles and all that. Yeah. And it was just MC Shat. It was just amazing. And that sort of music, mm. like, completely different genre to other things but yeah. it just hooked me like the early very early original old school hip hop stuff it like, doesn't get talked about much Mike Allen and it, you no. know that, that radio show was, was mate it I was used to the be show, there ready like, I used to have my cassette deck do you know what I mean it yeah. recalled push poles it yeah. was like mate just nicking tunes I remember yeah. the first time I heard Dougie Fresh the show yeah. and uh, I see Run DMC recently and Slick Rick was a uh, support it wow was it was wicked man right? but it was um yeah, but I can just remember hearing these tunes and like, yeah, Mike Allen. It was Capital yeah. Radio, Electro Hour. Yeah. It was like, I don't, I'm sure if you went on YouTube, someone might have uploaded Definitely. some old tapes or Definitely. something. But he was proper, like, yeah. pioneer of, like, yeah. bringing the hip-hop scene yeah. from, a st- from the States. And it's, over, and it's you weird, know I mean? you know, on the things like the BBC free documentary I was talking about earlier about Can You Feel It, so many of these, like, things would have all the heads on talking about club culture and scenes it don't get a nod and I just think I don't know why I don't know why nah, because I'll say we might have to do this in two parts right. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to come back I'll tell you because there's loads of bits there's loads of bits alright well look um, for track four we're going to go back a little bit now I'm, I'm going to switch these questions because every time I do it I get to the point where you're just leaving school and life's getting quite exciting and you know you find out who you are and then I go back to what the first record you remember buying was this is powerful. and uh, it's, I mean that's a solid choice what was it Mark? read it I've got to read the actual have you got oh hang on a minute where's got it on your no, phone I've got it on my phone but I just want to get the, the full title of course because it's uh, hang on a minute I've only gone on the if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today that's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Something else, and I... Wait there, wait there. Here we go. Uh, it, it is, if my phone don't go wonky. It is... Oh, no. Hold up. Podcast goals. <laughs> look at this, look. He's opening up 1,000 and something messages. I think I've got a plan how to do this. Wait there with her. So. You can edit this, can't you? Don't no, me. don't do editing. <laughs> right, so. Before, oh, here it is. I've got it. Go on, ready? Go for the it. first song that you bought from a record store. Now, again, I was only little. And we went into, I don't know if it was Woolworths or on our price. Right. But it was in Elm Park, which is on the district line. Uh, again, it's just up the road. And uh, I can remember going in there, I was thinking, right, let's have a look. And this one caught me eye. And it was Father Abraham and the Smurfs. And the album's called Father Abraham in Smurfland. <laughs> <coughs> Do you know what? And it's right. gold. And my sister bought the Jungle Book soundtrack, which is powerful. Nice. Which is always nice for a little scratch. Yeah. Still got it. Still cut, got both, I've, I've still got yeah. both of these. I've still got both of these. So, Father Abraham's, I find it quite weird, right? Because I, I'm surprised you two ain't... Sort of had a little look at him, but um, <laughs> but I just think because the Smurfs was a big thing, right? Oh, massive! Because oh, God, I don't know if you remember, like national petrol stations, right? Can you remember the petrol stations called National? Nah, that, I thought you meant as in no, 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 uh, no. There was petrol stations called National, right, and when yeah, you went on. there and you bought X amount of petrol, yeah. you could buy the, a Smurf. Mate, I know what you mean. The little plastic figures, little plastic Smurf, yeah. and I was obsessed with them. Yeah, I was. And, they, were, uh, they were well dear, weren't they? Yeah, 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 really Liberty, dear. Liberty. And like, you know, like two. Yeah, and it'd be like, you know, I'd be sort of hassling my dad to put like 300 quid's worth of like leaded. I'll pop up the smurf, mate. 25 gas canisters in the back. Loving it. Come on, Dad, please buy a jack. And, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. I've got an inappropriate crush on Smurfette. I need the figure. But, um,. But yeah, but the thing was like, the Smurfs was like, they were toys, and then you had the, the, the animated series. But I can't ever remember Father Abraham being involved in it. No, I don't know whether he wrote but it. I don't know. Is but I remember right? Father Abraham when, like, they'd done the, you know, the, these records the come pops. out, and they'd done Top of the Pops, and it was just <laughs> yeah. loads of people in, like, really shit Smurf outfits. <laughs> and just someone that just looked like, you know, Uncle Albert on our times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, standing at the back. I don't, know, I don't know whether it was he wrote the songs. I don't know if he was, like, the, the sort of Scott Stolch of the Smurf yeah. world. I don't know. It was, like, it was one of them. I don't know. I don't know. Wentworth produced it. <laughs> oh, mate, I had a tune he posted on Instagram the other day. It was, like... Oh, naughty just yeah. a snippet of saying yeah geezer's got some skills what um, just saying he's done himself like he just, <clears> he was just funny on Instagram he just put still got it or something and it was just like this little snippet of some speakers and looked like Logic or Cuba uh, yeah. Probe Tools or something yeah. and it was just like yeah that's naughty yeah, but he's uh yeah I don't know but back old Favre Abraham what's his name Favre Favre Abraham yeah I don't know whether uh, I don't know what the crack was with him but that was a great album <laughs> Smurfing beer I can't remember I still if I've dropped it now I could probably remember yeah. afterwards do you know what I mean <laughs> I was like love it I still honestly still got it still yeah. got it. if I can dig it out yeah I think it's in there somewhere between uh when a gauge sound waves <laughs> it's in there <laughs> uh, probably yeah. prob- probably a smurfing robbery <laughs> right <clears throat> see what you did there 
So let's let's uh, let's move things on to track five, Mark, which is the song that soundtrack your years clubbing. Yeah, um, again, could have dropped, could have been, could have done a whole terabytes worth of podcast on yep. this, but you know, if you just want to cut bang straight in, one of the most again spine tingling intros. If you know, amount of time we go, me and my mate, I spoke about Wolfie earlier. We'd go down. Obviously, load of us would go to different clubs all over West End and whatnot, different raves. But there used to be a, a gas club. Yeah, Leicester Square. Yeah, and we used to go down there, and it's, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, the DJ, he was mustard. And he used to just always start his set with this. So the, the whole club would go silent, lights off, pitch black, hit the old 12, 10 start button, and it was um, Break of Dawn, uh, Rhythm on the Loose. Mm. Again, that intro is just. Amazing, just amazing, yeah. It just every. I, I mean, don't matter. I'm, I couldn't tell you how many times I've heard it. Yeah, you know. But now, could you put? I'm getting goosebumps. Tommy, yeah, get, it's like, oh mate, it just reminds me of a an amazing time. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Everyone, it was a, a sort of. We was all at an age where no one really had a plan. Yeah. no one really cared. Do you know? I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Everyone yeah. was just doing their thing and you was living for the weekend. Really, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like. Um, our it's, weekend sort of run from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was probably the, one of the best nights of the week. And interesting, looking at the the time scale on these things, this is yeah. at the height of ecstasy. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and I, you know, you've always been teetotal as well. Yeah, yeah. You're talking I'm, about I'm four day parties. <laughs> oh mate, I'm and like <laughs> I have it with the best of them. Yeah. I'm on best behaviour today. I'm, <laughs> I've got the swearometer on. I'm, <laughs> You know, it's like uh, I'm quite not conscious, but you know, yeah. I'm like I'm trying to play it down. A little yeah, bit. but like a four, uh, but, four day yeah. weekend in 1988, like 89, 90 or whatever. Mate, I'll go two weeks. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> About four hours kip. I ain't even joking. It was like we. Like uh, yeah, yeah. I've never done a drug. Never yeah. tried a cigarette. You know, never drunk. On well, yeah. I have. I have on like a couple of premeditated occasions when I was 18 for a giggle. Like, yeah. You know? But um, it was all sort of like bang bang. Yeah, ne- don't drink. Not for you. Never tried a drug. No interest. Like, don't get me wrong. Knock yourself out. I mean, don't advise it. It's yeah. not you know. But people do what they do. Yeah. Stay in your lane. I do. I stay in my lane, and I'm doing what I'm doing. But yeah. mate, yeah, I'll go out. I mean, we go. Um, I mean, I can remember going on that. in '94. Yeah. And '96. I mean, two weeks. I think I had about four hours kip. Yeah. Funny, I was talking to about someone talking to this actual story the other day, but it's um. Yeah, mental. It's just like I say, just that this tune, everything about it, the vocal, just the string or whatever, you know, the keys at the yeah. beginning, the pads, and it just that then all of a sudden the the, the uh main kind of melody starts coming yeah. in and then the break then the break drops and then the bass comes in. It's just like it's just again, I know I keep saying this, but I've been into like the electronic sort of like music forever. Do you know what I mean? And uh just there was there weren't load of my mates weren't into it, you know. You know, load of them weren't. But um, like we spoke about uh, intros on there. One of the tunes that kind of goes back was um, around this area. First time we was at school and we went to the Berwick Manor. Yep. And uh, so Berwick Manor was a, a hotel type. It was uh, a club. Like, it was like a. Yeah. Was, I think it used to be like a members club yeah. or something. And uh, and it become the no, sort of. Oh mate, the, the centre of Essex rave culture, really, a, didn't it? It was amazing, like massive garden. Yeah. And I can remember me and my pals. I think it was four of us, and we was like, "Come on, we got." To, we plucked up the courage to sort of like, you know, get on a mm. get on a bus, go round there. And, and uh, it was a Friday night, and I remember you get off when where you get off for the Berwick. It used to be at the very last bus stop 
um, at the end of the, of the 165 and you get off and we had to walk across a field and again knowing something's engraved in your brain and it was the first sort of club we'd ever gone to I think we was I don't know how old we were like, I know we was at school yeah. and we walked across this field and all I could hear in the background is a tune by Shut Up and Dance called Lamborghini Yeah. and it is just and at the beginning there's this kind of like eastern sounding whistle flute yeah. sort of thing and it's got this it's got this little bleep in it and I can just remember I'm pretty sure it's the Rhythmics where yeah. Dreams is sampled in it somewhere as well and I can just remember walking oh it was black and all you could see pitch black sky all you could see in the distance was a few lights coming from this club because it's yeah. down a country lane isn't yeah it? yeah it's middle of nowhere and we could just hear this Lamborghini shut up and dance playing and we were walking across and I thought mate this is it you yeah. know and uh, again I get goosebumps talking about it and we walked across me and my mates were well paralysed right listen got your date of birth sorted yeah. you know what's your star sign stick me mate <laughs> up the front go on and yell a bit of a beard on the go boom only about 12 and uh, we're like getting here and um, yeah we're like right lads we're like alright just walk straight in. <laughs> it was hilarious. But you knew everyone in there. Yeah. Everyone, all the nutters, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, all the like, lively, lively, yeah. but, and it was just, the atmosphere was incredible. Yeah. No aggro. It was completely the opposite. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like, without being far out, man, yeah. it was a real kind of summer of lovey vibe. It was second of, summer of love though, wasn't it? Mate, it was, everyone was cool. Mm. All right, mate, how you doing? Boom. And people were, you know, gurning for England and yeah. want a drink, bottle of yeah. water. And, and it would have been full of the most notorious Herbert. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you yeah. know, most of which are very nice. You yeah. Know, you, just, you don't work in that world, then, yeah. then happy days. But it was, uh, yeah, lovely. And everyone was looking out for each other. Yeah. It sounds like toffee, but yeah. it's not, man. Yeah. It was it was unbelievable. But that rolled out across everywhere you go. Yeah. You know, and then that become a bit of a regular. But the worst part about it was the rigging there was so loud that we'd go straight from there to work. Yeah. For, for Mark again. <laughs> but I couldn't hear a thing. So the boss would be going, Mark, do this, do that. And all of us were bare for doorposts. My ears were just tinnitus. Yeah, honestly. It was so funny. But that would happen. And I'd get in Monday and my teacher would go, good weekend. i go, yeah. Or no, she'd go, good weekend. i go, yeah, lovely, thanks. But after about three times of pardon. I couldn't yeah. hear her. My ears were going, yeah. and I'm thinking, this is Monday. Yeah. It was, but it was amazing. Like I say, uh, that tune again. I mean, there's, there's so many that I could mention. Yeah. So many, but like I say, the whole rave scene for for us, I was like I say, a little bit too young. Yeah. But then there was a few of us that were really into it. Yeah. Um, who then got, you know, one of them being my cousin Sarah. Yeah. She owned uh, Rinse, didn't she? Rinse yeah. FM. She's done some amazing stuff. Uh, um, fella, ran it a night for dinner. Yeah, we've got something nice. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, and you know, obviously, her, her fellow's her partner, um, Ben, he's a DJ called Zinc. I mean, he's an absolute legend in yeah, the drum and bass yeah. arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one of the nicest fellas I've, you'd I've, ever meet. Recommended um, on, on this podcast already that um, Eddie Temple Morris's podcast with um, Nick Hawks um, as an episode with. Uh, DJ Zinc on it and it's I phoned you up afterwards and I said I've just listened to uh, Zinc on, on this podcast and it's incredible oh yeah uh, it's, it's uh, 
just real, real. Yeah, and it, and it mirrors, a, a, you know, some of the things you said today. There was so much talk of pirate radio. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you know, going to the early raves and and you know and and him being quite straight edge as well. Um, you know, saying that like he was saying everyone in that era almost seemed a bit fed up that he didn't smoke weed. <laughs> uh, and it, it was like, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, it's funny because there's a load of it. Like even my cousin, uh, he's. Um, Danny, uh, like youngster, he's a DJ called Youngster, big yeah. dubstep DJ. And I can remember, like, when he first started sort of getting into it, and he used to come around, I'd set 1210s in my room yeah. and blah, blah. I'm going to have to tap on, so I'd be bad to not tap on another little bit of the story from earlier yeah, for the first for record, because it's very relevant. Go on. Um, I know it's moving on to a past question, but why I remember. Fine. But yeah, so he used to come around and I used to teach him how to mix, do you know what I mean? Sort of like, you know, that record's. 130, yeah, that one's 140. You got yeah. pitch, beat, match, and try not clash your bass lines. Anyway, he's gone on to be one of the most respected sort of DJs in the genre in the world. I mean, he's always in America, mm -hmm. wherever. Great, great lad. So it's quite funny. But then he got to a stage where my mum would ring, and this was like very early mobile phone things. You'd be like, all right, yeah, Danny's around here. He said, right, if he goes on your decks, I'd be like, yeah, of course, because he's a bit like myself, loves a bit of OCD, very yeah. respectful stuff. And uh, mate, he's just gone on to to do some major things but one of the things that I forgot to say earlier was was with um, the first record you bought like consciously I suppose I mean don't get me wrong I bought Stone Roses yeah. I bought Charlatans yeah. you know I bought the Spiral Carpets and all that stuff but one of the one of the things I bought when me and my pal was uh, sitting down um, on New Year's Eve one year was at a New Year's Eve party and it was well funny and the music was a bit wafty right so we got someone's keys we weren't holding up a drive we was only 15 and said can we go in your motor and we put on I think it was Fantasy or something yeah. and we just wanted to hear some of the tunes that they'd be playing yeah. like you know what I mean we was laughing loads of us it was like parents party yeah. you know what I mean and all your mates were there yeah. and, and we're sitting in the car and I went to my mate I'm going to buy a set of decks and he was like yeah like it was a bit of a thing like yeah, yeah. I was like yeah definitely I'm going to save up my money so anyway I um got a few shekels and I went down to Tandy's in Romford yep. right? and I bought Citronic leave off I want that flash <laughs> <laughs> this was like shockers and uh, I was like went in there and I bought these two Memorex decks yeah. Memorex Memorex because was Citronic the Tandy brand no no I think Citronic are like their own standalone oh were brand. they yeah, they're pretty tidy they used to sell like Sand Lab or something Destruction had like, Citronics yeah I mean that was posh you was, yeah. was, was bowling if you had them <laughs> And uh, if you had them, and uh, no, nah, what it was, and I went in there, and they were belt drive, right? Right. And they were three percent pitch on a pitch wheel at the front. Yeah. And uh, mix, and I got back. I didn't really know what I was doing. Set it up, and uh, they were made of plastic casing. So if there was too much bass, it would yeah. all start resonating. It was, you know, things you just don't know about until yeah. you do it. Anyway, and uh, I bought this set of decks, and I went down to. A pal of mine owned a record shop in uh, called Boogie Times in Romford, yeah, in Victoria Road. Legendary Danny, Danny Donnelly, and um, basically he he um, what again? I know I keep going out Romford Market, but it was literally a case of you save up your dough and you go in and get your records. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? And uh, what he done, Danny, he opened up this record shop. It was the best record shop around, and he walked in. I've never been in a shop like it. It was all graffiti. He had a massive like. 3k rig or something in there and it was he was a massive jazz and soul fan Dan we still is but and I think he thought well I've got to diversify a little bit you know I mean he put the record straight excuse the palm and um, he, it was like 
he was just selling all the stuff, like all the rave stuff out there. It was mental. They stole the flyers. Am the I right in rave. saying that he was one of the pioneers that put the tape packs together? Yeah, he done all. I'm sure he done a lot of that stuff, mm. Dan. Yeah, but what he done, he also had a label called Suburban Bass, uh, which put out about 90 releases or something. I mean, you know, some of them were charting back yeah. in the day. I mean, they were turning out these to tunes like from his studio above the shop. But it was one of, but that was the go-to place. They had all like back in the day. It was like, oh, you got anything up front? It was all up front. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. it's like you go in there to get all the upfront tunes, and uh, you listen to pirate radio stations. Oh, that's a tune, blah blah blah. And you jot it down. You go in there with your list. And um, one, the first tune that I bought. That's so exciting, isn't it, mate? It was amazing. Do you know what I mean? It was like it was incredible. And you go in there. It was just the best shop. Everyone in there again was in the same vibe. You used to get yeah. hype. DJ hype used to DJ. Um, we'd always get on his case like do this do that because he was unbelievable and um, yeah we, we'd go in there and like I say they should sell the tickets for the raves from there there would be like flyers everywhere in the shop for all the different parties it was an amazing time and uh, the first tune there was a DJ in there at the time and it, I can't remember his name I know Winston worked in there it was Danny and, this, and it was this other guy I can't think but he weren't Danny Brakes and um he was doing this mix, and it was a uh, renegade sound wave he's in there, which is an absolute banger. And he was mixing at the time, before it was even come out on like a white label or something, was Dirty Cash. Right. Um, I can't remember, who's that? Stevie V, isn't it? Adventures of Stevie V. Yeah. And I only had about a tenner, and I was thinking, right. And because he'd done this mix, and it went so well, I was like, yeah, give us them two. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm going to mack off that mix. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was one of them. So... Um, that was that was a very influential thing as well with the music and that and buying it at that time. And then it was like a case of got into it for a while and then over over the year I started saving up some dollar on my birthdays in December, yeah. Christmas coming up and I asked people for money because it was like I was going to make this big investment in some 1210s, Amazing. you know what I mean? And I can remember, like... Uh, I love motorbikes. My old man was like, because I was thinking about getting a little fizzy 50. Yeah. Or I was going to get some decks. And I thought, nah, do you know what? I've built up a nice little collection. I've, I could mix now. And as long as they weren't much more out than 3%. Yeah. Um, you know, half the time you could push it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, if I can mix on these, if I get, they're like the Rolls Royce of decks. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it was like, and I can remember my old man took me down to the Holloway Road. There used to be a club down there called Rocket. That's right. And um, just along from there, they was doing a deal. There was 600 uh, subs for a, pair of 1210s and they whacked you in a couple of Stanton cartridges right and I was well shopping around and I can remember going in I had this wad of cash and my old man's going you sure you want to buy these like not in a thingy way he's like you sure you want to do this and yeah. I'm like yeah you know couldn't have been more excited do yeah. you know what I mean and that was it bang I invested for I people in. that are younger that are listening to this like, I don't think they're going to realise I mean or appreciate just how much of a big deal owning a set of twelve tens oh. at that point was. They were the holy grail. I was sixteen. Well, I say, I was just sixteen. I saved yeah. up from back, and it was like, like I say, it's like going out and buying a Rolls Royce. DJ Destruction has some, and oh, he's next you level. Know, and I mean, obviously, he's next level. Oh, he's like, a scandal, yeah. But you know, we. We didn't even go around there half the time to see him mix because we knew he was amazing. You just want to look at his decks. We just wanted to look at his decks. <laughs> yeah. Ross had decks and a copy of Subway R. And it <laughs> yeah, was that's like, it. you're done, mate. What more that's do you need? Subway R, right? That was my mate Wager. He had that out. He had that. Subway Art was a book. Um, it was the first book of, of like street art, yeah. the graffiti. Um, and 
it was like pre-booked in my local library for about four years. You couldn't get it out of the library. <laughs> it's because my mate had it. I think he had every copy in, in Essex on tap. But yeah, there would literally be like one sport kid at school that had it and like, and there'd be like 300 lads all like leaning over his shoulder Branded, just yeah. trying to have a look. Have a look. Let's have a look. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was mad. Yeah. It was mad. But it was like having a set of 12 teens, man, back then, it was just like a big deal. Incredible. And I, I really sort of... Uh, just really, really went into it. Like, so, you know? we've, we've spoke so much about dance music and hip-hop and breaks and mixing and pirate radio, yet most of your work of the last however many years has been working mainly with guitar bands. Yeah, which is also, again, I'm as, pa- as passionate about that. I and love yeah, because, guitar. You know, love you, guitar you, bands. you was in a successful band. Well, like, Stuart's Inquiry. Well, We've done all right. You know, know what, right? you play Brixton Academy. Yeah, I do. Twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's really funny because we're doing a we're doing a gig. That's right. Uh, a fundraiser, like a charity. It was really really short version, so I ain't even touched onto the studio really. Yeah. But I basically um, had no dough. I had loads of operations on my legs, and it was a, I just thought I couldn't drum anymore because of uh, your knees are shot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Smash the pieces. Only all through football. Love it. And. Um, yeah, and basically, um, because of certain things, I thought, you know what, I'm going to open a studio. So I borrowed, again, my parents, family, sort of, my mum and dad ain't, you know, with, they're from Stepney, well, yeah, working yeah, class yeah. family, yeah, do you know what I mean? And, uh, but it was just like, they would go above and beyond to sort of like, help out if you could. And yeah. they knew that I was a grafter, do you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, I had a little, if I got a vision and it was like something I was really passionate about and they went, do you know what? I mean, well, they didn't go to the bank and get out of the bank, yeah. money out of the bank because they didn't have the money but yeah. they remortgaged their house, yeah. do you know what I mean? And whacked me 40 bags on a on a mortgage but, and but, then, I, you know, I went into that and built a studio. Did you sell your 12 10s? I actually, do you know what? I sold it to my cousin, Anthony. I don't know if he's still got them so I want to buy them back. But, <laughs> Um, no, I had to. I had to sell everything. No, I remember, I, I remember you I saying it. It was one of, one of the... One of, I'm not saying silly, but you know, you think, oh, man. Yeah. But at that point, you've got to just go, do you know what? You've got a vision. I'll buy another set, yeah. another but, day. You know, I, I don't want to overplay what you've done, but, you know, for growing up in, in you know, areas that are, you know, not too dissimilar from the area that you grew up in and being in bands and stuff like that, rehearsal studios we generally had some kind of tatty sofa and like <laughs> loads of fag burns in it and yeah, like you need a and, and all that and, yeah and they, they were grotty and, and but it was what we were accustomed to because we thought they were all like that yeah and then um i think it was my mate was it craig that introduced me to you yeah it was Craig. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and my mate craig went go and have a look at um this studio like down in you know in rain it was only 10 minutes ago, so i was like right okay and uh, seven days later, and see, so, yeah, seven days later, you shut up, and I got back in my car. But like, uh, um, I remember thinking, because I think when I got there, you might even have been running over round, and I was thinking, what's, yeah, I'm, what's I'm he OCD, doing? man. Like, he's yeah. Ubering. I used to have two like, Roombas, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. So when I weren't Ubering, I had two Ubers doing a shift. I named them Liam and Noel. That's that's not out of uh, disrespect, you know. That was yeah. it. And uh, I think they're on a sabbatical now. I wonder where they are. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, but mate. the studio you built w- w- was incredible, and yeah. and through that, like oh, the network and the the, the, the network the community, and, and, and 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 as as Ollie from Death of Guitar Pop said, and as Mitch from the Milk said when they appeared on the High Quality Podcast, you're the reason behind that. You're the guy that is at the centre of that that goes above and beyond 
to help all of them people and you're one of them people that you clearly don't need drugs for confidence <laughs> and like but you'll be like if I walk in your studio before I've even said anything you're like with her this is blah blah, blah. say hello to him say hello him. and you've introduced me to 10 people before I've even got in the door and you yeah. just think that's good like, and the then, thing but, is, right, from be, when I was in a band, it was a little bit clicky, like, yeah, you know is, I mean? yeah. And we was lucky. I mean, we we used to have, we, we had, like, a label that paid for a room. We had a room available from, sort of, like, 6 till 10, Monday to Friday, that we had access to. And, don't get it wrong, it was great, but we used to go in there. It was quite funny. We'd, we'd, have, we'd get there, and then we'd over the room out, because we'd have to pack our gear away. Yeah. Literally, we'd have a bit of a clean up before we'd go in there because it was just at the time you could smoke. Yeah. They had a bar in there, so it was booze, it was smoke of cigarettes, stunk of cigarettes. And we used to go in there, have a bit of a sweep up, take the empty glasses out, empty the ashtray. We were like in house cleaners. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We'd have Wizzy Uber, I'm not lying to you, we'd mop the floor, clean it with air freshener, put the fans on full blast, and go to the calf. By the time we went in there, you was half able to breathe. Do you know what Rock I mean? And roll. It, was like, it was well, yeah, <laughs> we were crazy, man. And um, it was just like, because we knew we was going to spend the next six hours yeah, in there crafting. We're thinking, you know, we want to be able to breathe. Yeah. And um, that's kind of part of the reason why. But when when we was rehearsed, it, it was cool. We had a few pals, like, but it was a bit clicky. Do you it know is, what I mean? With my bands, but I don't care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I hope you are it, better than my band. We weren't hard. My band were, you know, for what we done, we was good at what we did. Yeah. But on the grand scale of things, we weren't the Black Crows. Do you know what I mean? It was but like... I, I always think it's quite strange because I was, you know, like everyone in bands, especially the people I was you know, that were in bands from the area that I was in, like, you know, was quite driven and, like, and quite ambitious to, to achieve something because yeah. I didn't want to be a mechanic. I wanted to be a <laughs> fucking rock star, you know? And I don't Kevin even want to... I didn't even want to be a fucking rock star. I just wanted to fucking make a living out of being in a band because I yeah. thought it was fun. Fun, yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, but you, I always felt that there was that thing where, you know... If we ever got anything in a local paper, another band would be like, mm. it would almost have the ump about it. Yeah. And like, and you just think, when you look at some of these other scenes that, you know, where people talk about Manchester or talk about whatever, then I don't know if there was rivalry in them scenes, but it, you know, oh, it, must have been it paints the pretty picture that it was a united front of a scene that pushed forward. And, yeah, and yeah, but yeah, I, I never yeah. saw that where I, I grew up. There was like, you know, it was so competitive. And, and so I think that's kind of, credit to, to what you've set up with the, the, the community that you've got in yeah. and around the white room well, I, that's one of the things I didn't want I wanted people to come in and I wanted all the bands to know each other I don't care whether yeah. it's a metal band and they were playing some sort of indie stuff yeah. do you know what I mean it was yeah. like all I wanted to know is if they snapped a guitar string they could have another all right tell well, do you know what I mean yeah. you ain't got a f- yeah no worries mate yeah. do you know what I mean and regardless of genre or whatever and I made sure that everybody knew everyone and that's that's so key because you know if, if people haven't been in bands and you know most rehearsal studios you've probably got two, three, four, five rooms and and you're all going through your door and that's it and then you might walk past someone and kind of go alright but <laughs> You've got like almost like, you know in at your place you had like a community area in in the first white room studio, and and it is so weird because you know just from going down there to see you and, and a couple of the bands I'm mates with, like I now know you know oh, most of the people that are in them other bands, and then what happens is then they come out and they gig for me at my venues, and it yeah. was like basically every you know most nights there'd be at least two white room bands would play on on my, on my club events yeah, because absolutely, yeah. because you know they all 
had a shared kind of camaraderie and like, well, and look, if we play together, you lot bring your lot down, I bring my lot down, and yeah. it was like, and it, and it, and it works. And that is one of the good things, like I say, where they all know each other, they all not only don't know each other, they support each other. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, wicked, man, where are you playing? Oh, all right, we'll try and get down. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, it was, and it's the support, like, And that's, knows. that's rare. Yeah, it is, That's yeah, rare. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, I mean, but the, the thing is, and all, there's some brilliant, brilliant bands. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That, that are down there. I mean, obviously, you've got Death of Guitar Pop yeah. doing the scar thing, but Ollie, you know, I looked after Ollie's band before that, which was States of Emotion. Incredible band. Um, I mean, you've got the Bracknell, Electric Childhouse. Do you know what I mean? The, like, there's a band called Two Year Break. The, li- yeah. the list goes on. I'm sorry if I've forgotten anyone. It's, um, but there's, there's loads, you know. Yeah. I was working with a young band called Queensbury's who yeah. were unbelievable. Yeah. You know, um, but th- th- there's more. Um, but like I said, just... Um, the, t- the talent yeah like, it's, it's unreal I mean it's good I mean not even across any genre you know and what's cool as well is if someone said oh, look, 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 I can't help that you know I don't know anyone or oh, we can't do this gig because of this you could go here speak to one of our bands go listen do you, you know yeah. they'll go and go you could, yeah. you, and you could do, help us out on guitar. you know it's yeah. without again being far out man it's yeah. a real lovely like atmosphere do you yeah. know what I mean like all, all pulling in the same direction yeah and, Everyone's cool, like really, you know, just really lovely vibe, you know, which is which is all you want. And that's not toffee. That's not. I've, no, I've been man, there and I've no, witnessed that for years. No. And it's, it's it's something that you know you should be really proud of, mate. No, Favorite song from an artist from your home county. <laughs> Mark Watts has gone for country, and it's, I was, uh, and it's, I was read it, and I thought he said county, uh, but, country. Yeah. So I've I've gone because this is such a struggle. Like this whole list has had me like conflicted for so long. And you could have had this for intro. This could have been I mean, one of the, the best intros ever. I mean, you know, intro, I've got Massive Attack. You've got, yeah. you know, you could go on and on, Stone, you know, the bands. But uh, this, again, one of my favourite bands. Um, again, if you haven't seen the live at Hague Hall, this is when they done in Wigan. Yeah. Um, and it's The Verve, and it's uh, This Is Music. So, and it's, if, if you can, go on YouTube or wherever, buy it, what, you know, and just watch it. And it comes out and, it's you know, they bowl out. Yeah. And it's just, he just goes, this is, he, Richard Ascot just goes, this is music. And then Nick McCabe just goes, boom, and you're like, oh, my God. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's next level. Uh, there's, I think it'll be out by the time this comes out. But I, when I um, sat down with... Um, James Walsh from Star Sailor. Yeah, I've um, seen them cups. I've really, I've been in the studio with them a few times. That's right. Well. Yeah, funny. He I love was that saying that um, he chose "Come On" by uh, The Verve, <sighs> and uh, again, could have eased one of my yeah. favourite tunes. Like, and he was at Hake Hall, and, oh, and I said, God. I said, look, I had that on VHS. It's in the end. I think I've worn it out, man. And I, and I rinsed it, yeah. and it was like, and it's quite strange because again, for younger people that might be listening to what Richard Ashcroft's doing there. Then it, it's, I mean, this is music was on the album before um, Urban Hymns, which was the one that kind of propelled him into sort yeah, of yeah. mega stardom, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, that had Lucky Man, Drugs Don't Work, and Peter Sweet Symphony. But before that, the album before that was um, Northern Soul, yeah. uh, which had this is, I think. What's this, the album before that? Uh, Storm in Heaven. Storm in Heaven. I mean. and, but the, the, the second album, like, this is music was the lead single as yeah. well. I History. Think. On your own, uh, on your own or on my own? Don't know. <laughs> you leave on your own. On your own, yeah. Um, and it's it's a and it is weird because I I do think like when when 
I, I look at what Richard Ashcroft's done recently and that, and I just, it, I like the fellow. I think he's interesting, but I just think his his musical output is it's just radio to drivel. It's just, it's just, and I'm I not just, educating I, that. I'm not, I'm not sitting on a fence. I not to be honest with you. Yeah. I've not, no, no, that's not, not no, really no. I'm, I'm not trying to push you I, for. I like anything. some of his, uh, like some of his solo stuff he done. I bought the album. Check the meaning was alright. Yeah, you he's, know. he's had some nice tunes. I mean, I like it when like some of the tunes on fourth. Yeah. You know, I was lucky enough to be in the photographer's pit. Me and my missus when they played yeah. Headline V. Yeah. So it was Kings of Leon and then the Verve. And I well, was, I, I saw that last Verve gig without McCabe when they had the guy that sat down and had the slide guitar. Yeah. Um, I can't forget what his name is. He's super Simon. famous, isn't he? Oh, um, Willie Nelson. Uh, Willie Nelson. <laughs> uh, uh, and then I saw their first comeback gig at the Randas. Randas. Did he go Nick Noise? Yeah. And they come on to this. This oh. is music. And, and it's... I don't know. I just think... If they would have knocked it on the head with Urban Hymns, I think they would have had a legacy Mate. like that is just incredible. Yeah. Because I, I think those three albums are incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, and Northern Soul being my favourite. And this is music. Oh, mate. Honestly, like they say, it's just... For me, if you've got a tune in your locker like that and you can just go, right, you walk out and the first thing you do is just go... I mean, so if you're not into that genre, like you're not yeah. going to get it. But like if you are... Yeah. You know, you just walk out, and it's like he just—it's just the swagger. Like the band walk out, you can see their love in life, yeah. and he just—that's it. And it's just like boom, you're in. I mean, I think Nick McCabe's an absolute guitar hero. Oh, you know, yeah, absolutely, geezer's legend. And uh, yeah, it's just a shame that things went the way they did. Yeah. But it, yeah, but there's so many, there's so many tunes like on, like say, Urban Hymns and the album before. I'm rubbish. With, Northern uh, Soul. Northern Soul. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just amazing, like, you know. Yeah. It, 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 like I say, it's, it's almost like a privilege, really. We was well lucky, do you think, like, for us as growing up. Oh, perfect. Like, from coming from, like, again, through the Acid House thing, going into the rave scene, yeah. um, and then this influx of guitar bands and the music that we was lucky enough Mate, to, well, you know, to you... be around. I mean, when you look at, like, when you go back and look at Reading and Leeds line-up. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like Foo Fighters. Just, just the bands that are in it. I think Foo Fighters are like seventh on the bill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, oh my God, this yeah. is incredible. But that whole, you know, early period of 90s right the way through till, you know, late 90s, I think was uh, from grunge to Britpop to all your kind of British Grebo style bands like yeah. Carter, Wonder Stuff, Neds, you yeah. know, EMF. Popular itself. There were so right. many Northside, Northside, yeah. Thousand Yards. Get him in there, mate. Oh, <laughs> right. he chose uh, Ian. I had Ian Lee on here, and he chose Thousand Yards. Oh, did he? Yeah, mental. Yeah. Uh, it's the only band he knew from his home county. He not, read the question. Not country. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mark. Last song, track right. seven. A song that many may not know, but you would like them to hear. So this is your opportunity to go check this out. Yeah, go and have a listen. Again, like I say, I've gone band heavy like on on this. Like I say, I could go across loads of genres, whatever. But it's just one of them tunes. Like people, like Stone Roses for my generation would, and still are. They're just you know Ian Brown, a whole lot, amazing. Um, and this tune is just one that every now and then I hear it and go, "Blimey, I never, I forgot all about that." And it just gets you every time. And, Was this uh, the B side of Fool's Gold? 
do you know what? I don't know. I, re- yeah. I don't know. I can't remember how. I, I just know it. I know yeah. I've got it. You know. But it's um, it's called what uh, what the world is waiting for by the Stone Roses, and it's a bit like one of them ones that you probably I don't know. You don't really hear it ever played. Yeah. You don't hear. I don't know if they play it a lot. Like obviously not now. But do you know what I mean? I don't know if yeah. they did play it a lot live. No. But it's just a tune, man. It's got such a happy, uplifting, positive, like groove vibe. Yeah. It's just you know, and there's so many people that are into that into that band. And I just think, I wonder if they've... They, yeah. Obviously, they're probably going, geezer's a lunatic, isn't he? Yeah. Of course we know it. Do you know what I mean? I've got the lyrics tattooed on my head, but so, I don't know. i tell you what you were saying about uh, melodic and uplifting, what we're always waiting for is. Um, another one by the Roses is Mersey Paradise, which never, ever gets, gets played. played. Uh, and it's such a tune. It's loads, like, isn't it? Sally Cinnamon. Sally Cinnamon. You know. I mean, that was the one... <laughs> That was on the old label, wasn't it? I, I think that was on the before Silver, they Silver Tone or what? No, that was pre was Silver Tone. I don't know. Who was the one that had the thing with them through the pots of paint all over the record executive's car? Tone, might, have might have been. Might have been. But yeah, they've got you know, it's, it's they just again, it's one of them people might go, he's he's mental, isn't he? We all know that soon. But I don't know if they do. And it's yeah. just do you know what? It's just one of them songs. Again, this is so hard to do. Um, but I just thought, you know what, you just got to pick one to just go with yeah. it, you know. But that this particular song is like, I say, it's just a great. If you love the roses, like in as much as like you know them, kind of yeah. all the greatest hits sort of yeah. a thing. I'd say, look, have a little look. Dig you deeper. Know? Yeah, have a little butcher. It's, yeah. it's just one. It's a little gem sitting there. Yeah. It's just an absolute banger. So did you go to the shows last year? No, I couldn't get tickets. The no. only that like I say the only place I've seen the Stone Roses was at V. Yeah, uh, V Festival. Um, I mean, I only went there to watch him. And yeah, they went home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, right up the front. Uh, me and my mate Jack were literally was that right up the front? Was it's, that Strange Roses? Was that kind of who was in the band then? Nah, proper lineup. Oh Randy, right. Uh, Rene was uh, John Squire, Ian Brown. It was, oh, when right. they, it was when they done this sort of let's get back together each out and ah. it, yeah, yeah. So it was like. You know, I've got some wicked video footage and a couple of photos. Yeah. But we literally, we we went in right up the front. Yeah. It was just amazing. The atmosphere, again, it's like music's like a time capsule, I think. So if there's a certain song playing, it will take you to that time. And do you know what? I, it's really weird because when I spoke to Mark Morris of the Blue Tones yes. on Hardcore Listing. Uh, Mark he, where Johnson's a tune. It is, isn't it? And he was saying that I said something and about some of the show, like some of the festivals he was playing, yeah. like um, which were like them kind of sort of retrospective. Yeah. And yeah. I said, oh, it's nice for nostalgia. And he sort of went, oh, I'm not really keen on that word. And because you know, I think he, you know, he then explained that the blue tones is nostalgia, and you know what he does himself is, you know, still, yeah. you know, working, yeah. you know, moving forwards and, and and you know, developing his music. But um, I don't see nostalgia as a dirty word. And, Not at all. It's and, like that was an era that yeah. was like, like I think it was yesterday, right? There was something on in the car playing, and um, Jenny went, let me miss it. She went. Um, she went, she went, it's mad now, isn't it? She went, all the music from the 90s, she went, that's the same as when we was growing up, but what was, big, like, it, it's the youth of today's 60s. Yeah. And I was like, blimey. Yeah. 
That's mad. When you think about yeah. it, like now this was yesterday. I was like, yeah. well, he's really in it. When yeah. you think about it, I mean, we're coming up to sort of thirty years ago. You know, nineteen ninety, and yeah. like I say, by then I, you know, it was the Stone Roses, Charlotte, and all that sort of stuff. And it's like when you actually think about it, it's like, oh my word, yeah. you know, time, time moves. But I have, I have quick. no issue with whether it's, you know, these Clockwork Orange events, like these dance I events, think and brilliant, and like, and 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 things like you know, Shine Weekenders, and and you know, it, it's so no different from when they do the sixties. No, not at they, all. You and know, you've got the Rubettes and, and, and the, the basically Rollers. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a similar. And piece. it's the same when artists come over and. The Lemonheads are going to come over and play Shame About Ray. Yeah. Or the Pixies are going to come over Why? and play Doolittle. Why not? And, and I've been to amazing. those shows. And for me, I'm not expecting to go back there and be, you know, and them to look the same and, and everything to be the same. Yeah. I just want to hear it with people that are probably of a similar age that enjoyed it at that point and are having are probably got a babysitter for the night and, yeah. are, and are a bit pissed and are having a fucking time of their life hearing yeah. the music they sung their lungs out to, you know, growing up. And... Why should that be a guilty pleasure? That should just Definitely be a, got, a joy. You go to work all week, pull your pipe out, yeah. and then you, you, you want to enjoy yourself. Yeah. And if for a couple of hours or yeah. the weekend, you can go, yeah. do you know what? And you, you chew the fat, talk about old time. I mean, how often do you get with your pals and talk about, oh, can you remember when we've done this? Yeah, like of course. Years ago. Each time, the story gets a little bit more, you know, <laughs> elaborated. Yeah, of course, like, of course. Oh, that ain't never happened. But, but that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the joy of looking back. It doesn't mean you can't look forward, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's nice to... It's hilarious. To, absolutely. And, and do you know what? Um, someone described them Stone Roses gigs as and and, and and it was meant complimentary as yeah. well as the greatest night of karaoke you could ever want <laughs> because you knew all the words every to all the songs and, and they're, they're doing it and the whole crowd was singing every song at the top yeah. of their voices and I just think what a beautiful place to be yes oh Ian Brad still looks cool as fuck but like you know, they are going to look a bit older, and yes, his voice ain't amazing. No, but it was never about that, was it? It was never about that. That, that makes it even more brilliant. Yeah, exactly. You know, like now, it's a, what they look like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he looks like a, or she looks like a model. Yeah, um, yeah they're ticking all the right boxes. They're all right, do you know yeah. what I mean? But it's about how they look. Yeah. And again, it's a popularity competition. Yeah. You know, how many Facebooks, how many YouTube followers, how many, how many Instagram, you know, how many Shazam, which is all right. It's good to take their analytics and go, oh, look, you know, they've got a bit of yeah. something going on here. But that, that investment of, I don't care what they look like, I don't care any Facebooks, they yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Listen to this. Yeah. It's amazing. And even if you go, oh, look, you know what? But that investment, I mean, there's that big thing of, you know, if an album was released today, you know, I think it was like Bowie and Nirvana and all these big bands, and it was like, if they come out today, we wouldn't have a chance. Yeah. You know, but having that investment back in the day, and for me, it's a shame that that's kind of missing. But one of the good things is now, and Ollie's quite a good example of this from Death of Guitar yeah. Pop, I mean, he's really studied the, the kind of business model. He's taken a lot of it from the hip-hop, American hip-hop, and also the grime scene. Yeah. You know, the way they've gone, do you know what, well, if they're not going to do it, we can do it. Yeah. And then make it to a point where you take control. You can you can sort of build your own fan base and do things in a certain way. See ya. <laughs> do things in a certain way where you can almost. So as much as it's like you haven't got that investment anymore, there are certain tools now which allow you to go. Do you know what? I'm gonna do this on my own. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's it, it, hard. You know, it is, it, it really is hard, hard. But it's also, you know, a world where 
you can it can be guerrilla as fuck and you can just do it all yeah. I mean like, well, look at podcasting yeah. you know what I mean yeah it's crazy you, you know, know it, do it yourself. you can just get on and do it yourself and you know maybe the financial rewards aren't going to be as as, as as big as maybe they were in the 70s and the 80s and, and maybe the early 90s yeah. but you know they've all diminished all them them big earnings them yeah. bands and that now so if, if you, you can, can make the money yourself and control you love control your integrity and control your creativity and have no one going well yeah we need to do that and you need yeah. to, you know some some clueless A&R going yeah you're really you know we're going more for this because yeah. it's in their interest for you to go that exactly. route do you know what I mean it's like well, well no so and that goes back to the you know where we started this podcast which is probably a nice place to, to, to bring it to a close as well which is the, the fact that you know the industry might be looking for this you know hook them in the seven seconds and, and, and things like that and but the flip side of that is where we've just got to now, which is it can be completely DIY, and yeah. you've got all the tools to make a track on your phone now. Yeah. And you know, it, there is. I mean, obviously, go to the White Room Studios to, yeah. to make your music, not on your phone. Obviously. And uh, <laughs> just quickly on that on that thing, right? I get a lot of people ring me up. It's exactly do and they say, you know, I want to come in and do a vocal, a track, or whatever. And I, I taught myself how to do. Not because I'm an idiot. It's just because I. It's, I like to give them the option. So I'll say, like, what is it you're doing? And they go, um, you know, whether it might be an MC, a grime artist, it might be a singer. And I just say, listen, have you got a, have you got a computer at home? Yeah, yeah, what you, you know, what you got? And they'll go, oh, I've got a, um, got this particular bit of kit, you know, whatever. Oh, I've got, this, I've got an Apple laptop. And I go, well, if you've got an Apple laptop, you've got GarageBand. And they say, like, for the money it's going to cost them to do a few sessions at a studio, I say to them, look, I mean, I'm good pals with the guys at PMT. Um, professional music technology little plug there for your boys um, and you know the guys it's, it's the one in Romford it's called the East London store they're, you know, they're, they're so helpful look after people and I say look go in there and some of the products that you can get and you can go in and buy a little sound card and a little bundle like a microphone sound card and you go on YouTube now and you can and what I'm trying to say to some of these, these kids not, they're not all kids but is that, you know you can come in and pay me or any other studio an X amount of money but if you invest in this product it's almost paid for itself in two yeah. recording sessions Yeah. and I'm on about don't get me wrong I'm not on about if you want to come in and record a full fully fledged band that's yeah. the story or whatever but if it's just a one or two channels like maybe an acoustic guitar and a yeah. vocal or just a backing track and a vocal yeah you know, what you've got now is the accessibility to yeah. the technology which isn't going to cost you a great deal of money yeah. And but but at the same time, some people go. Do you know what though? I love coming in the studio. Yeah, it's probably because I'm there. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, Obviously. Not a standard. But um, no, seriously, it's like I think they like the experience. Yeah. of coming in the studio. But everyone but, does. But that whole concept of being able to do it on Garage Band at home, I think that is the yin to the yang of the industry. You're never getting that second album now because your first album didn't, you know, yeah. sell Ed Sheeran amounts of copies. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, thanks, but no thanks, yeah. you're out of window. And so I think the whole point that you can do it yourself now is the positive that I try to think is the, the, the where it's going now. Yeah. You know, just do it yourself. Do it yourself. And, and the and thing is, what happens, like everything, you know, once you start getting gaining some traction, people start coming yeah. and towards you, and then you start getting yeah. certain opportunities put your way. But then hopefully you're in a position to go, no, I'm right, thanks. Yeah. Because you've got enough traction and enough yeah. things going where you've actually been a bit sort of entrepreneurial yeah. and looked at different ways of gaining revenue streams from various things, yeah. you know, to move it forward and go, 
Now I'm cool. Or you could go, actually, yeah, we really do need this. Because a lot of it comes down to just money. Do yeah. You know what I mean, you know, we've got this team. Don't worry about a team. Half of the team ain't got a clue. Yeah. But you can put in, you know, if you've got your own dough or you've got some money, and you can build your own team. You know, yeah. if you get a cheeky little publishing deal, might get a few nice sinks. All of a sudden, you're kind of like, you're away. Yeah. You know, with the right putting the right people around you. Um, but there's, there's two ways of looking at it. But I do think, you know, there there is, again, it comes down to a power note, really. And you normally find that a lot of people that are doing it have got some kind of backing yeah. somewhere in the background yeah. where they're being, you know, got a bit of an injection of cash. Yeah. You know, and good luck to them. Yeah. And good luck to them. But like I say, it does, the way the technology is now and the way things are, you know, there's a couple of ways and you can actually go, do you know what, we can do it ourselves. Yeah. You know, so good luck to anyone trying it. Mark, what's where can people find out about the White Room Studio? Um, go on my website, uh, which is, oh no, I ain't got one. Okay. That's Andy. Uh, Facebook. Yeah. I think it might have, I think it's the White Room Studios. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Instagram. Right. Which I think might be the White Room Studios. Yeah. Good at this, aren't I? Mate, this is um, the worst plug. Yeah. Uh, thing is, I'm all I'll tell you what I'll do when I put this out I'll tag you in everything I'll do it all for you do you know what he, I'm kind of we've I'm, just talked about you've just banged on about DIY culture and be able to do it all yourself and you know you can market it yourself you can put it you can't even fucking remember your own fucking Instagram I've account got, I'm pretty sure wait there I'll, wait there I'll tell you it's um right where are we I'm gonna I'm gonna get this done come on step properly I'm sure look at this I put, there's a new thing now you can time limit it uh, here you go what is it? It is, he says. Oh, it looks like that's what it is. I think, uh, if I'll bring the interweb up. Yeah, the White Room Studios. By looks thing, isn't it? That's it, isn't it? Yeah. The White Room Studios. Oh, yeah. Really? Not, uh, not the White Rooms. No. It's singular plural. The White Room, white room Studio. Studios. Love, Love it. it. But yeah, great space. You know, you ain't got a, you ain't got a rehearse here. Have a nice cup of tea and a chat. We love it. Set aside about eight hours for that chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Best behaviour, mate. I'll tell you what. Best behavior. One minute 25, Mark. We've done well. Is it? Yeah, that's good. We've that's good. Well, well, listen, thanks for having us. It's mate. brilliant. It's always a pleasure seeing the uh, the Whiffens. Thank you. you thanks know. those for coming over, mate. No and, worries, uh, man. Long may the, uh, the white room continue. Thank you very much. Cheers Peace out. There you have it. Mark Watson off the Beat and Trap podcast. I told you we could tell a great story. Um... Top fella, absolutely top fella. And so thanks ever so much for listening. Um, go and check out the links to Mark's studio and, and some, you, know, you can find out about the bands that rehearse and record at the White Room because there's some incredible bands uh, in, in my home, home county of Essex. So go and have a little explore because that's the best place to start. I'll see you again next week with another guest. Thanks ever so much for listening. Thanks for supporting. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, um, go and have a little look into doing that. If this is the first one you listen to, go and have a look in our back catalogue. Because if you like chats with bands and stuff like that, then I've had chats with loads and loads of bands that you'll you'll know and love and loads of really interesting, creative people. So go and have a little look in the back catalogue. I'll see you next time. Bye. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Give me stew with it. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.